All right. It's your boy. It's Rob. Take four. Hopefully, we're now recording everything the way it's supposed to be recorded. Uh, it's your boys again, Rob and John. Uh, we're doing this Church in the Wild podcast. Gonna try and make this thing as, as easy as possible. Uh, if I can't, then we will delete it and start all over again. <laughs> we will delete as many files as we need to in order to make this thing work. But now, nah, like I said, it's me and my boy John. John, speak to the people. Yo, 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 it's John. He's over here in his phone. We have had such a lively conversation prior to this moment. So, um, hopefully, uh, what we talk about is something that you guys are going to be interested in hearing. Uh, but even more so, uh, I hope that anything that we say will cause you to want to feed back to us and let us know, like, yo, we like what y'all are doing. If you don't like what we're doing, tell us how to make it better. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Church and Wild Podcast. Um, we are going to shift. We were talking we when we tried our first take, man, we had a really good conversation, man. And then engineer messed it up. I'm the engineer. Way to go. I messed it up. I deleted the whole thing. Whole hour and forty five minutes worth of work. Not to mention the like hour and a half it took to set everything up. So I'm uh, proud of yourself. I'm I'm gonna redeem myself today. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to redeem myself. So anyway, um, we'll touch on a couple things today. Hopefully you guys like it. Uh, you will feed, give us some feedback and let us know how you feel. Um, let's just jump right into it, man. We um, are in a week that has seen a lot of things, man. Uh, Father's Day was on Sunday. and we, we That's what we talked about. We talked about Father's Day yeah. and, and how fathers are appreciated or not appreciated. Um and then as we were recording that uh, on that on Monday, uh, the news dropped uh, that a young man that I was honestly not even familiar with uh, prior to, uh, at least not his music anyhow. Um, I didn't know anything about his music uh, until I spoke to my son, but Triple uh, X or XXX Tentacion or Tentacion, um, you know, God rest his soul. Don't know where his relationship was with Christ, um, but it's always tragic to hear of a young brother uh, having his life snuffed out. And man, it's been so much, John, that uh, people have had to have. Everybody's been talking about it on social media, man. Yeah. And there's been kind of two camps, man. It's, it messed me up because I was listening to uh, uh, Kev on stage, fellow Christian. Uh, brother that does his own podcasting or what have you, uh, vlogging, if you will. And he was like, man, I don't know the young dude. He said, but I understand what it's like to lose somebody. He said, but I'm, I'm watching people celebrate this man's death on one side mm -hmm. because of all the bad things he's done in the past. Yeah. And then you have his fans and his family mm -hmm. and his friends who are saying, you know, man, just let the man rest in peace. Can, yeah. can we give him that? Um, but the conversation that me and John kind of spun off on as I was trying to go get something to eat was how do you, how, how, how music is looked at in this day and age as far as what these young brothers and sisters, our sons, our daughters, our cousins, our nephews and nieces, what they're listening to and how they're relating to folks. Me and John are in our 30s. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm older than John. I'm older than you. Yeah. Yeah. You said that too proudly, man. I don't even appreciate that. <laughs> uh, brother, I'm sorry. I'm still clinging to my youth. 
Okay. So I'm older than John. Just just a touch. I'm uh not gonna reveal my age, but you know, just a touch, you're a little bit older than me, but you know. You seem to be enjoying that far too much, brother. No. See, I'm still engineering, trying to make sure that this volume is gonna be what it's supposed to be without yeah. having to catch all this extra Well, while you're doing that, you know, um I wanna I wanna say, you know, first and foremost, you know, my heart goes out to um XXX Tentacion's family, uh his loved ones, his fans who he had a super deep, super strong uh following. You know, I think a lot of his fans felt emotionally connected to him as an artist. And so there's a bit of grief involved for them. Um, and I, I have a respect for that because I'm a big mu- music fan myself. And when someone that I'm uh, a fan of passes, uh, it, it hits home for me as well. And so I, I understand uh, how that goes for fans. So, I, you know, my heart goes out to all those people. Um, I don't know for sure, but I did hear that he may have a child on the way. If that's true, you know, um, God bless his family. God bless that child. You know, I'm glad that he was able to achieve the success he was prior to going uh, in order to care for that child if that if that's something they're able to arrange. But, you know, as far as uh, his death goes and the impact um, on a lot of our children and his fans, uh, one of the things that I was sharing with which, uh, man, we, we were talking earlier, is that for a lot of these kids, this is their first real interaction with, like, death on this scale. Yeah. And up to this point, you know, the social media world and uh, the desensitizing of the masses, like, the way that that's all played out, a lot of these kids haven't had a chance to really deal with the finality of death. And one of the, the, the consequences of that is that after this young man's body is filmed, uh, he's in this car, his body is filmed lifeless in this car. If you watch the footage, I don't recommend it at all. But if you did see the footage, there are people just filming all around the car. I'm, it doesn't look like anybody's even bothering to call 911. Nobody's bothering to try to uh, take any action, any CPR, nothing. There's just a crowd of people recording this kid in the driver's seat of a car. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's a pretty gruesome scene. It's a disheartening scene uh, to think that someone is dying and the response of people uh, was to pull their phones out. And so... But that's just the way of the world right now, too, man. You got to think, since the cell phones have become essentially a second part, uh, a third appendage to many, um, that's the first thing we do, man. Everybody's looking for that next viral sensation. Think about it. Uh, 2016, uh, Philando Castile gets pulled over. Yeah. He's, you know, told he, he tells this police officer, man, I got a gun. My girl, my, my daughter's in the car. Um, you know, we we understand that. And that's a whole other conversation we can have. Sure. But his girl instantaneously yeah. takes her phone out yeah. after he's shot and records herself mm-hmm. 
saying, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not one to, to, to knock anybody or to tell someone how they need to grieve or when they're met with tragedy like that. You know what I'm saying? I have my own feelings about that. I know how I felt knowing that, that, that a defenseless child was in the back seat and a police officer unloaded three shots into a car. Not, un, uncaring of the fact seven, as, right? to, as to what it may have been seven shots yeah, I think it was seven. uncaring of the fact that a child could have been hit yeah but the mom took out her phone sure and recorded and and we have you know there's a conversation to be had about about what state of mind you have to be in for that to happen but there's also a conversation we had, obviously, about, you know, that that was a beneficial thing in that situation. In that situation, yeah, um, it was. The, the, you know, with what, what I think about with this situation is, one, beyond the desensitizing of these, these young people to death. Yeah. Is the having to deal with the reality of death. And so, like I said, a lot of them haven't had to encounter death as of yet. And so a lot of people are going, oh, he's not dead. There was a video that was going around. This video was recorded a few months ago uh, where he's explaining about a separate instance where in the video he says, I'm not dead. I, I didn't die. And people are passing this video around again and saying, oh, he's not dead. He says in this video he's not dead, uh, but not giving context that this video is a few months old. Yeah, several now. months old. Yeah. Uh, and so there are a lot of people going, oh, well, this, you know, he's not dead. And and not really dealing with the reality like, no, this person died. And he died in large part on camera um, without being helped by anyone. And, you know, as time passes, this this specific tragedy for young people... Maybe not for those of us that aren't fans of his music and don't pay attention, but for young people, there's going to be a, a conversation that has to be had about what does it mean that we're non-responsive to a tragedy happening right before our eyes? Just non-responsive. Um, and so I, I think that... that we need to take time out to have conversations with our children about a few things. One, if you are at the scene of an incident and someone's hurt, um, nine one one exists for that. Yeah, and that seems very rudimentary and old school, but the truth is, clearly, we need to continue to spread that message to people. Like nine one one exists for a reason. And in a situation like this, you should call an ambulance. Um, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of other viral videos where people have died while cell phones were recording. Um, but if a life can be saved by someone standing idly by with a cell phone, it should that should happen. I think the other thing to have a conversation with our children about is what the impact is, we don't necessarily know as parents all the time what's happening in the mind of our children where these instances are concerned if we don't take the time to have those conversations. 
But what kind? I mean, I get you on the need to have the conversation with our kids. I'm I'm not saying that that doesn't need to happen. I think anybody, any parent, um, should be having a common sense conversation with their kids about what to happen, what happens if you find yourself in not necessarily tragic circumstances, but just a circumstance in which um, you know that you can't fix it. Yeah. You know, call the police, uh, call 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 the fire department, something. Um, you know what I'm saying? But what does it say about society? Sure. You know, I've, I've, I've had this conversation, tons of people, asking them, hey, when we talk about music and movies, who what's influencing what? Is it society influencing the movies and music, or is it vice versa? Yeah. And when we look at this from a perspective of these these miniature computers that we carry around now, dude, I'm, I'm from a generation, I am the generation rather, that has grown up in analog and digital. Yeah. Born in 80-something. <laughs> just say it like that. Sure. I just celebrated a birthday. Early 80-something, as a matter of fact. But I remember cable boxes being on top of your TV. Mm-hmm. Like having to get up to your TV to turn the channel, you only had 2 to 39. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to middle school and cable boxes became, were just starting to go digital. Yeah. Or just when you ran your cable directly to the TV and now your TV went to 100, so that's where your TV channels went to. Yeah. And then you get to, you know, satellites, now you're getting 500 channels. Shoot, I can get with or without cable. I can get like thirty channels on yeah. my TV, no cable, just an antenna, a and, digital antenna. And you know, but again, I'm also of the the generation that went from talking on telephones in the house where you were stuck wherever yeah. that cord went. Yeah. So you got fifty foot of telephone yeah, cord. In a long cord. Yo. To, you know, now you got a cordless phone. Like, yeah. oh, snap, you got a cordless phone? You can go talk on the porch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you go can talk hide the, from your mom. Yeah. And you go from that to pagers. And you go from pagers to your Nokia joint. Yeah. Where, you, you know, battery lasted all day. You can play Snake from Monday to Friday yeah, yeah, on yeah. one charge. Yeah. It was good. But you got you got all this stuff that happens, and then now all of a sudden, we have phones that literally connect us to people all across the world. Yeah. And at the drop of a hat, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, um, you name it, I could I could upload a video to YouTube from my phone with no wires. Yep. I could go viral like that if I wanted to. Yep. And and you put this kind of power in people's hands, saying, "Hey, this is what." The, the next wave is how do you control because the thing is not so much teaching them etiquette anymore it's teaching kids how to control power yeah because yeah. Let, let's be real we teach our children and our loved ones from as young as we can get them to seek attention sure and so since we seek since we seek so much attention it makes it that much worse when we are absolutely um, when we then take it away from them and say, "Well, you need to regulate this and be responsible." Sure. After I've taught you that 
getting my attention will will give you something decent. I, I can tell you like, hey, uh, and, and it's not something that we, we say or do maliciously, uh, but if your child performs for you, you know, they dance, they sing, whatever. Oh, look at mama's baby. Look at daddy's baby. They're sure. so cute. And they, they only, we all respond to how that feels. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, you put this phone in their hand. Now selfies take place. Now they get 10 likes in, in, in less than 30 seconds. Yeah. They get 100 likes in less than an hour. They get 50 followers within five hours. And, and it's all this attention. Yeah, it's positive get reinforcement. 50 followers in five hours. It's pretty good numbers. Just saying, just gonna slip into black marketer right no, now. No, I was just trying to say, <laughs> like for an individual just to be able to pull that off is pretty strong. It's like a really good post. I, it has to be, <laughs> but but that's what we do. We're 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 now a society driven by, um, a, uh, by acknowledgement. Sure, and, and and to offer like some devil's advocate on that, um, and I won't even call it devil's advocate. I'll just say to offer an alternative perspective. I don't think that our society has changed very much. I think our society, our, our society, has been exposed a lot. Um, I think that the attention seeking has always been there. I think that now we're just seeing a lot more of it, more blatantly and noticeable. I think that it's easy to kind of blame shift a lot of our current problems in society to uh, social media and technology but the truth is technology didn't make us this way I think technology has allowed us to express what really is there and so yes like the like thing is real like people wanting likes on their social media posts is a very real thing at the same time, people uh, have always wanted the validation that comes from that. It just wasn't in the form of likes. I went to a high school where the common area was like a catwalk. And you walked it and like the applaud, in a sense, that you would get from the, the onlookers was... A validation for you and you live for that and so they weren't hitting the like button on the picture of your outfit but you were getting the man you know that outfit is on point that's a like true and so I think that we just are able to now account for those things in a much more measurable way I can now pin I can I can pin down and say oh those 50 likes that I got, those three shares that I got on that post, those are the things that make me cool and part of the crowd. So, I wish that it was not that easy, but I literally just had that happen to me. I made several posts within maybe an hour on Facebook. I am, I, I try and be the old man in the room. I really yeah. do. I don't. My kids hate it because I got a Snapchat and I barely use it. So my daughter posts more on my Snapchat than I do. This is true. And I am your friend on Snapchat <laughs> and I never see you. But I always go, oh, there's Rob's daughter. 
Hey, it, I don't like taking pictures of myself, man. <laughs> hey, you never know who got warrants out here and who out here is really looking for you. That's real. That's real. <laughs> but um, but nah. So I po- I posted a couple things on Facebook. Uh, all of them fairly positive and or humorous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watch. I kind of gauge it. So I post something scriptural. You know, I used to do something called uh, you know, word of the day, and it would be a scripture quick exegesis some encouragement call it a day um i i, I would rank i would average on stuff like that maybe 10 15 likes mm-hmm. one day i decided i'm gonna be petty uh and i decided to give away free relationship advice every post on my free relationship advice averaged 30 likes mm-hmm because I'm talking to relationships, mostly women, like, yeah. by the way. Yeah, of course. Um, the amen corner. Oh, my, man. Amen corner ain't got nothing You were offering this. correction to men? I was offering correction to men and men oh, popping no. out, women. Listen. Man. I'm sure there was a lot of, he needs to hear this. You yeah, know. it was a lot of shares. I posted a picture um, of my new nephew. Yeah. And I didn't even recognize it. But I took a little selfie with me and my new nephew, talking about, hey, new nephew alert. I call him Mouse because he squeaks. He does. He That's squeaks. Funny. Oh, his mom hates that. I call him that too. But love you, Bear. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I post this. I didn't even think about it, man. Within five minutes, I had 30 likes. Yep. Yep. Baby pictures always go up. <laughs> telling you and so I'm like yo what's going on like who's stalking my page waiting for me to post a picture of me and a baby like good strong headshots baby pictures and like sympathy posts always go up man my sympathy posts do nothing really man they are they real sympathy posts nah man I'm talking about like I don't cater to sympathy like that yeah see that's what I'm saying see I'm talking about like like the 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 click like to say amen posts. Oh no! Like man, I ain't rocking with this that at dog all. lost his leg in a fight today. Share this photo hey. as a prayer. After those posts go up. After I saw that picture, that golden retriever with a piece of ham with on his the face. Ham? Oh, Doc, man. I couldn't I couldn't do it no more, man. There is no way on God's green earth you're because Yo. they did it with a, a, a golden retriever and a little girl. Yo. I was I'm like, like, yeah, that little girl has a piece of ham on her face right now. So, um, but, but you know, to get, just to bring it back full circle to our original point was just that, you know, with the advent of technology being where it's at right now, I think that we have to be careful of two things. We have to be careful of the obvious thing, which is not to get swept up in it, right? Not to get swept up in the attraction of uh, the attention which unfortunately I think contributed greatly to the cause of death for Um but also I think we have to be careful not to go too far to the other side and think that social media is evil or wrong uh, because the truth is if you are negatively impacted by social media, it's not social media. There's something in you. And I know that, that there are going to be people that hear that and go, no, 
But just a little self-examination, I think, exposes that. And so if, if, if you are pushed into a negative space, and by negative I mean where you would do something harmful for the attention of social media, where you would do something damaging to someone else for the attention of social media, there's an issue at home in you, not with Facebook, not with Twitter. Like the problem isn't with Instagram. The problem lies in us, and that's what I mean by social media has done a great job exposing us, and and not necessarily that social media is at fault. I, I saw a couple of years ago, man, that uh, psychologists and psychiatrists uh, were labeling selfie taking, like excessive yeah. selfie taking, as a mental disorder. Yeah. I found out yesterday it was National Selfie Day. Yeah. We just label what this is mm-hmm. as a condition. Sure. There's something wrong with you if you do this sure. excessively. And then we celebrate it with a holiday. Yeah. Like, how does that... Yeah, I think that, that there's two schools of thought there, though. I think there's the... I One, I think that, that that school of thought will change over time. I think that initially... Which, which school of thought? I think that, that, that the idea of selfie taking being a mental disorder um, in this it comes with a narcissistic mentality I think that it comes with um, some other aspects versus there's nothing wrong with taking a picture of yourself there's absolutely everything wrong with taking a picture of yourself ah uh, you know man when I saw uh, same night I took a picture of myself dude Pull my camera out, open it up, position my nephew so they can see him in the picture. Yeah. Took the selfie. Yeah. Somebody else came in that same room, grabbed that same baby, took eight pictures. Yeah. Because the angle was wrong. Of course. You got to get the right angle. You need the lighting. No, you don't. That, that's, I'm just saying that's, that's the reasoning. Like, there's an issue there. Like, here's, like, for example, right? At me, I don't really do the selfie thing very often, right? But when I oh, do, oh no, man! I've seen your your Snapchat. No, nah, yeah, no. Nah, the Snapchat is different only because of the context of the app, right? But I'm not gonna get into all that. I'm, I'm just saying, like I don't do a ton of selfies. Okay. But I do know that I have found myself, even on Snapchat, like getting getting something and being like, nah, that didn't come out quite like I wanted it, and redoing it. Nah, that didn't quite come out like I was trying to get. And doing it again. So I, I do understand that. But again, I think... I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that... People hire photographers... At 150 bucks On the cheap end. Shout out to Lance. Shout out Lance Parker in the city. Um, on, on, the, on the cheaper end, right? We'll hire somebody for 75 to $150. And then be like... You'll take all these photos of me, and they don't do anything. Like, they're going to take those pictures and post them on social media. And so, we live in an, in an era where you can now share those things. But we've all, we've since cameras came out, we've taken pictures yeah. of ourselves. Now we're just sharing those pictures of ourselves with more people than just our circle. But this brings me to another point of mine, which is... Social media has made us more social creatures in a lot of ways. 
less empathetic creatures in a lot of ways. Not made us. Now I'm going to refrain from using the word made us. See, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say made us. Given the the context of how we started anyhow with the, 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 the murder of uh, the rapper. Yeah. Less empathetic. Because number one, let's be real, they pulled out their phones yep. and they were recording, yep. not for the benefit of him, but to ho- in the hopes that their video of it yep. would get picked up and shared a bunch of times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is, that's quite possibly the most narcissistic thing and most disgusting thing I can think of. Of course that it is. I don't even have to look at him. My brother lost his cousin like a year or two ago here in the city. Nothing crazy. Well, it wasn't crazy, crazy. Um, motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. The family found out through Facebook. Yeah. Because somebody posted a picture of him laid out next to his bike mm-hmm. and said, check on your people. Yeah. Uh, motorcycle accident on this side of town. How messed up. Yeah. It seems inconsiderate. No, that doesn't it seem seems, that is inconsiderate. It seems that way, right? I want to hear you defend this. I'm not defending the action. It sounds like you're about I'm to not, defend it. I'm not trying to defend the action. I'm just trying to offer the other side of that perspective for the person who did it. That they weren't necessarily thinking to themselves about, man, what if the family finds out like this? Right? And so when I talk about social media kind of exposing the lack of empathy, I think it shows a lack of thought to do that. I think that that you didn't think that through very well. And I think that you reacted um, in that moment without considering the person who lost their life, their family and loved ones, and the people that were going to see your post because it's disturbing for me sometimes. I mean, to, to scroll through my phone and see some of the things I see. It's disturbing every time I have to open up my phone. That's why I had to turn off the automatic play. Yeah. On um, you know, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, people will share sex videos. Um, people will share booty club videos. They'll share rap videos that I don't necessarily want to see. Sure. But nothing beat NCAA championship or uh, NCAA uh, tournament a couple of years ago. Uh, the boy from Louisville goes up for the dunk or, or what have you, breaks his leg. Yeah. Same thing happened to Paul George at the Olympics yeah. like a year later. That was the most unsettling thing I'd ever witness. had to yeah. witness. Yeah. Because who wants to watch a kid's leg break? Yeah. I wasn't watching the game to begin with, so I didn't care right. enough about the game to watch. But the fact that you took what you saw on this TV why were you recording the TV in the first place right right well and, and they were recording it because they had a DVR he broke his leg they ran it back and said I gotta put this oh it's gotta go up I gotta put this out right uh, because everybody's page is now their own personal uh, television network as well but uh, is that what we're is that what we're turning towards now are we trending towards everybody being a reality star? Or? Yeah, of course you are. Of course, if you, of course, if you have an inclination toward attention, then what has happened is social media has created uh, a place for you 
to build whatever kind of following you want to build. And most people believe there's some sort of advantage to be had in going viral. And there can be, but not just randomly. Example, again, XXXTentacion. Uh, today is Friday. They have arrested the gentleman that they believe committed this crime. Holding him on no bond, praise God. Right. Um, but Still got two more to catch. But one of the potential motives behind this, um, or at least part of the motive, was his him getting on the internet and going, look what I did. As crazy as that sounds to me, as crazy as that sounds to you, that's not a far-fetched idea for the social media generation. That's like anybody that was born after the year 1999, that's not a super far-fetched idea. They'll hear that and go, that's, no, that's wrong. But the truth is they do it all the time. They just didn't kill somebody to do it. Their behavior is always... Yo, something's popping off on my camera. Get my camera out. Start recording. Right? Because, yo, let me put this out. People will like it. They'll follow me. I will become somebody as a result of uh, this video I capture. And so, there's a lack of empathy associated with a lot of these behaviors. There's a... Um, lack of thoughtfulness but did those things exist to any lesser degree prior to social media I'm going to say no I'm going to say that social media has just oh, no. shown shown us ourselves oh no so I never went but there's video of people who went to Freaknik yeah for sure uh, bike week in Myrtle Beach sure black bike week there's video evidence to show you what was going on Indiana Black Expo in yep. the early to mid 90s sure there's video evidence that people have always wanted to but I think there was a difference between the generations where generations before were more interested in capturing the moment yeah for reminiscing mm -hmm. and now we're not capturing it for memories. Yeah. I don't take selfies and pictures um, to go viral. Yeah, I don't take it so that people can tell me how cute my kids are, yeah, you yeah. know, around the world, or my nieces and my nephews or my cousins or whatnot. I, I take them because eventually I print them out mm -hmm. and I put them in a photo album. Yeah, I went to my. I, we had a family gathering a couple of months, a couple of weeks Aging ago. Yourself, but go yeah, ahead. I am aging myself, but I don't care. Uh, because th I think that's something that's important. Yeah. You know, I, we were talking on the way uh, on the way up to the office to start recording, and I was talking about you know the stuff that when I did dirt, nah, I ain't shoot nobody, I ain't rob nobody, and recorded. But the, the people that I ran with and the stuff that we did, yeah, we took pictures. Um, we have memories, mm -hmm. and we recall those memories when we hang out with each other. Right. But we're not out here seeking fame for the sake of seeking fame for being stupid. Sure. I think that there's a disconnect between this generation and generations prior where we talk about 
a dignity that we had about ourselves. Yeah. Where if you did something stupid, I'm not out here trying to 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 blast you like that. Yeah. When me and you hang out, I'm gonna call you out. Yeah. Man, you remember when you got drunk and you did blah 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 blah. Right. No, I, we do that personally. Right. Dignity out in public though is no, nah, I'm not gonna call you out on that. I don't yeah. care how mad you make me. Yeah. But kids these days will. They'll go to parties. Mm-hmm. They'll Snapchat the whole time. Yep. They will live. I mean, they'll Facebook live. They'll they'll stream whatever it is that they're doing, hoping that something bad or something outlandish happens, that their video will get picked up and embarrass the life out of their friend. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's a yes and a no to that. I mean, yes, that does happen. But also remember, they're growing up in, in this context of this is not an addition to our lives. This is our culture. So me and you grew up in a time where uh, people wore Jordans as a status symbol. Not because we had come into that, but we grew up in it. It was a normal, natural thing like breathing. Jordan right? used to cost $99 in East Bay. Sure. But it was like breathing. The way we dress, the music we listen to, our culture was like breathing. And for these kids, social media is breathing. They're on Snapchat, not always, not always, sometimes yes, to capture the moment, but they're on Snapchat anyway. Like, they're just there. They live there. Uh, they live... Instagram videos are weird to me for one reason only. People pour their heart out into videos and then post it to Instagram. To me, that's a very strange thing to do with something so intimate. However, the people that are doing that, that's their culture. They put it out to the internet because the internet is their community. The internet is not my community in the same way that it's their community. Their community of the internet is these. the world is my peers. You know what I mean? And I'm able to exist in this world not as some addition or something new, but it's what I've always known. And that makes a huge difference. These kids have never had a dial-up internet connection. They've never had uh, they never had to burn CDs. Like, most of them might have come in on the tail end of MP3 players. Might. Most of them, think about how old the iPhone is. Most of them, by the time they were old enough to get a phone, the iPhone was well into its success. And for them, all they know is good cameras, 8 megapixels and up, high-speed data. The Internet is a given. It's not a privilege. It's not a bonus. The internet is a given for these people. I got a 15-year-old son that was upset following the net neutrality. Of course. Uh, 15 years old. This blew my mind. 15 years old, I could care less about About what Bill Clinton was doing. Bill Clinton was in office. Yeah. Gas was cheap. They were calling black kids super predators. Right, right, right. But I wasn't being bothered. Yep. 
I when the Winsky gate happened, yeah. All we said was, so she sucked his right, and, and that's bad. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? We weren't, we didn't care about what was happening in the Middle East and what was happening with politics and stuff like yep. that. But here it is, my 15 year old son is so enthralled with what the uh, what the internet community is consumed with that he was worried about having a disconnect or having to or what the backlash was going to be if net neutrality was repealed and when it happened he texted me and he he was I could see it in his text he was so upset yeah and I and I had to tell him like man it's gonna be okay yeah like they have to they the it doesn't work that fast yeah I said and even if it does, there are already parties in place yep. that are already working to the benefit of yep. net neutrality. I said the only ones that will benefit from it will be the companies that will that think they're too big to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your AT&Ts and stuff like that, they think, oh, well, we'll just go ahead and throttle and we'll do blah, 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 and we'll be cool. Um, but, you, but you'll be okay. Is Here's a question to ask, and this goes along with how we started talking about this and even where we are now is reality not real anymore or not real enough anymore yeah um i've always stuck to the saying that perception is reality and so i think reality is as real as you perceive it to be and what i mean by that is for the 16 year old kid with the iPhone 8, 9, 10, they didn't put an 8 out, did they? I don't know. Yeah. They put a 9. One of them. No, they put out the 8, and then the iPhone X isn't iPhone right. 10. Right, right. So, so 9 will come out next year, and right. 10 will so, come out the year after that. So for, for these kids, social media is reality. While I may not value their ideas about reality in the same way we also have to acknowledge the advancement of technology and all those things without getting into all of that just say uh, yeah both and yes it's reality yes it's a different reality than the one we grew up with and so how we respond to it in the case of an XXX Tentacion uh, in the case of his murderer who uh, as the kids would say, was clout chasing. Um, how we respond to social media is what matters now. How we respond to the internet and technology is what matters now. And especially those of us who are moving into the place of being elders and not a part of that uh, 16 to 24-year-old group, as we move beyond that, it's our place to pass some wisdom back to uh, these these younger people and say, hey, don't forget, while you can pull your phone out and scan something and your phone will say you can buy it at Target for this price, don't forget that while you can record the happenings of um, the death of a person or a tragedy or something extremely funny, and positive don't forget that that's actually happening in real time in front of you and you're involved 
And so I, I think that's a uh, important thing for us to pass on. Don't negate what's happening with these young people because this is their reality. But help them to deal with it in a more healthy way. And to say, if you're somewhere and somebody is hurt, you are there. That's happening right there where you are. You're the help they're waiting on. Don't only pull your phone out and record. Like, and so that that's kind of where my mind goes. And I think that, you know, that that's what I think probably my, my advice would be to anybody listening that wonders how they're going to handle that too, is just to be mindful of, don't negate what your kid's reality is, but give them wisdom on how to handle it. Because there was a time when me and you were growing up where technology was changing as well and there were elders that weren't as accepting of it and we're talking about just moving from eight tracks to tapes to cds you know what i mean like so um you have to you have to be mindful you know i remember wanting a camcorder as a kid it wasn't an iphone you know but but there were people that said you don't need no camcorder i remember my grandmother god rest her my grandmother was one of my favorite people um my grandmother bought me a helped my mom buy me a Sega when I was a kid, and my grandmother would say, almost every year, whenever a new system came out, y'all gonna teach me how to play these video games, and that's how I approach life. Um, in my old age, as the kids would say, I am most certainly an OG yeah. to a kid who listens to XXX Tentacion. I uh, I give them the benefit of the doubt in the sense that I remember what it was like my mother being a Parliament Funkadelic fan R&B you know Stephanie Mills and uh, Karen White yeah yeah dude I could I could run down all kind of R&B and set, you know it is what it is because all that stuff is dope music to me still yeah but what, but what my, when I would listen to Silk the Shocker. Yeah. Uh, who is an absolutely terrible rapper. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that at 14. I didn't want to say that, but he's so <laughs> terrible. But I didn't know that at 14. Nobody so, did. I don't know what happened. So we were, we were kids listening to this music, and our parents were telling us that music is garbage. Yeah. And it only made us want to listen to it more. Yeah. And we listened to it all. I have very fond memories of the 90s and the music that that raised me yeah and I can recall my grandmother calling it that boobity boobity music <laughs> I can remember my mom uh, telling me that uh, the, the cast that I liked unless she liked them they weren't any good and my mother's 20 something years older than me you know what I'm saying and now I'm looking at you know and that's exactly what it is I'm out of touch um I'd still check for the guys who was making music when I was growing up. And it's sad that the guys who were still making the guys who are the OGs in the game are still making music. Jay-Z is 50 years old. Yeah. But yeah. he just dropped an album. Yeah. With his 37-year-old wife. Yeah. And and 38-year-old and wife. My bad. She's a and, year older than me. And we will still go 
to those concerts. I refuse. I am not spending two hundred and fifty dollars to go to a well, Jay Z concert. I'm not necessarily saying Jay and Beyonce, but I just mean those guys that we listened to growing up. We have become our parents. Yeah, but even in that, my my kids. I, I like that I have kids who listen to a little bit of everything. My son, my oldest son, uh, will be twenty one years old in August, and he turned me on to Chance the Rapper. But he's been listening to Chance since he was like fifteen. Yeah. And he will walk around the house, like singing this music. And I'm like, "What are you? What is this? The soft? Uh. <laughs> the, come on, man! Don't act like Chance music wasn't Yo, soft. But Chance is on point. Chance so. is on point. And it took my son. My son. One of my son's favorite songs was a song he did called Sunday Candy. I love Sunday Candy. And when you listen to Sunday Candy, you realize how dope of a song it is. Yeah. But when you are closed off to to the idea of New music, yeah. You kind of be like, man, that's soft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't come at me with that soft music. Yeah, for sure. And so I've had to open up and say, okay, let me let me do this. So I got a 20, 21 year old son who makes music by the guys he's influenced by. So his music sounds like Chance. Yeah. Um, my daughter sings and writes poetry. And the type of music that she listens to, my daughter doesn't listen to R and B. Yeah, my daughter listens to pop music. Yeah, so she's not she's not singing, and like you know like, the like people that I would like for yeah. her to sing like. Yeah, yeah. She sings very in a very pop like style. You know, my youngest son is into electronic music. Mm-hmm. You know, very a lot of bleeps and bloops and stuff like that. He's just kind of Steve Aiko. Yeah, kind of stuff. Not not necessarily Steve Aiko, but. Uh, you know, just techno pop type of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. He doesn't necessarily Lex need words. Lex. My middle, uh, my second oldest son does. I find he like he likes stuff like that. Um, and 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 my second oldest son is one who likes triple X. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and it and what I had to do is I had to force myself to sit down and listen to music from their perspective. Yeah. And 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 I and I try and vibe that way, and I say all that to say, because I think we're gonna bring this to a close here in a second. I say all of that to say, if we don't not only understand where these kids are coming from as far as their reality, mm-hmm. I mean, it's lit- we're literally living in two different worlds at this point. You can call us analog, you can call them digital, whatever it is. There is a clashing of generations at this point. And we will miss the mark if we can't vibe with them on the same level. If I can't dance with my kids to the song that the, to the songs that they like, but I force them to dance to the music that I like, I don't win. Yeah, that's that's me losing them. Yeah, because I'm I'm telling them that the music that they listen to and the, and the ways that they interact with the world don't matter to me. Yeah. And I think that that's where it, where this all kind of convalesces and, and comes together, um, is in this space of whether or not we're going to be a people, um, a generation who reaches back and 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 pulls them along with us, or are we going to be the generation that continues the same separatist uh, separatist uh, ideology of our music was the last great yeah last great the way we did it was the right way yeah you know my mother nails like, oh man music would never be as good as it was when I was a kid yeah 
And to a degree, I'll be honest, they ain't lie. We're sampling their music. Yeah, and there's a debate to be had there, but we won't get into all of it. But, yeah, I mean, look, there, there's there's a lot to be said. Not enough time to say it all, but I think that you're on, that you're on the right track there. I agree with you. I think that so much of this is subjective, and we just don't realize it. It's not, there's no objective truth to what is and what isn't um, necessarily good music in terms of uh, the style. There is no, like, hip-hop is the good music, specifically golden era, 1990 to 1997 hip-hop is good music. Like, there's no, that's a completely subjective thing. Yeah. I feel that way because that was the most impactful music to me at the most influential time of my life. But that doesn't mean that uh, some young lady like uh, Alessia Cara, who I'm, I'm a fan of. I think my daughter's a fan of her. Um, doesn't mean her music doesn't have value and that it's not good music. You know, I think that she had one of the best songs of 2016 hands down not debatable in my mind right and I'll play it for you after we're done but um, but at the same time like I pulled that the bang bang into my heart chick no 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 Um, but at the same time I pull out you know Gap Band and um, I pull out Aretha Franklin I pull out DMX I pull out uh, the Tupac's but then I turn around and we'll pull out uh, the Skrillexes. For that matter, I, I can go pretty deep with it. I listen to a very wide range of music. I think we anybody who's learned should. And the Intergalactic Bishop should listen to everything, <laughs> given that you, you receive all the waves. But long story short, my point is just that you have to allow room, especially if you want to have a well-rounded approach to anybody, you have to have room for what they see and what they see value in. And, uh, I mean, that's my take on it, you know, here at the the Church in the Wild. I'm going to take that title. Moving forward, I'm going to be the intergalactic bishop of the Church in the Wild. Hey, that, that'll that work, man. We're going to make that thing shake. But look, look at here. I'm looking at the time. I'm looking at the rollie. It's, it's time to clock on up out Yeah, I was grown late. <laughs> um, but check us out. We're going to try and make this thing. Uh, as regular as possible. We don't figure this thing out. I promise we are. Um, final thoughts. You got any final thoughts, John? Um, you know what? My final thought is this. I think that we had a theme this episode that I want to close out by just saying um, if you have children, please be mindful of where they are in their life. Don't negate it, don't shut it down. Build with them on it because XXX Tentacion, as you listen to his music, was a a man who had, uh, to a great degree, a tortured soul. And I can't help but wonder what that outcome could have been like for him had someone been there to help pull him out of the place he was in. Um, Not that that would have stopped his murderer from being a murderer, but that. Maybe he would be in a different space, which could have landed him in a different place at that time. So, if you have children, 
just please be mindful of uh, where they are. Don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Take some time to get to know what they're what they're up to. So, my final thoughts are going to be this: um, I think we need to stop labeling people that we don't understand. Um, I think, I, and and I'm I'm saying that pointing the finger at myself. Uh, I labeled Triple X as you know just another one of these uh, mumble rap, not really talented kids. And it wasn't until my son introduced me uh, to what made him interesting to him uh, that allowed for me to, through my own through my own experiences. Uh, be able to understand the type of music that he made and then be able to relate to his music because honestly what these kids are doing is the very same thing that we did when we were teenagers and young adults um, and trying to make a voice for ourselves uh, in this world we didn't know how we were going to do it we didn't know who was going to listen to it or if it was just going to be for us and our friends Um, but we need to stop labeling people not just from the perspective of cutting ourselves off from what could be honestly really good music but we need to stop labeling people so that we're able to reach them in the places that they are um given the fact that we're the church in the wild podcast um the the primary theme of that is the fact that we're the church um and too many times the church has a tendency to uh shun and cut out uh those which are in the world because we don't want to uh, find ourselves, uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, we don't want to find ourselves uh, compromised by what the world brings into the church. Um, we will turn our nose up, uh, we will uh, scoff at, and we will ultimately push away uh, the next deacons, the next preachers, the next, um, the next great missionary. Uh, somebody who has a desire to see someone else's soul saved uh, because all because they don't look like we do. Uh, they've got tattoos on their face. They've got piercings uh, everywhere. Uh, they don't listen to the music that we listen to. They dress differently. And I think that what we need to figure out ultimately is what are we going to be a people uh, who love everybody and love them to, love them to life? Or are we going to be a people who say we love everybody and wait for them to die so we can fake like we loved them the whole time. So that's my final thought. Uh, it's your boy Rob. It's your boy John over there. I don't. I think he's taking pictures of my my office stuff. He might be plotting to rob me. So if you don't hear from me again, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, man. This is your boy. Uh, catch us next time in the wind. Peace.